Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. Uh, let's pray and then we're going we're gonna to get going and let God just speak to us through His Word as we sit at Jesus' feet. Jesus, uh, we come before you today. Thank you so much. Um, that uh, you are all that you say you are. Uh, you are life. You are hope. You are peace. You are joy. You are love. Wow, those are every bit of every bit of that is so profound and so amazing, especially for us here in America right now, and and in such sad days, uh, such disturbing days, uh, such divisive days. And yet you come and you reannounce your kingship, your lordship, your sovereignty. And you remind us uh, that your will will be done. Now, Lord, align our hearts to, to your heart so that we can truly pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. In my heart, in my home in our country. Be glorified today through our personal response to you. Open our ears, open our hearts, and open every ounce of our spirit uh, to be responsive to your amazing leadership. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, okay. All right, grab your Bibles if you would. Uh, We're going to continue this series of messages entitled Real Faith for Rough Times. I don't know if you've been awake for the last, uh, you know, year, (laughs) Uh, but um, these are rough times, especially, you know, in America and then uh, around the world. Uh, But uh, we are experiencing some rough times uh, here within our nation. And so what a a poignant uh, book of the Bible for us to to come and and allow uh, this half-brother of Jesus to, to say, and, and show us what a lifestyle of real faith really is. Uh, not cultural Christianity, not, you know, what's accepted out there, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian, yeah, I believe in God. No, no, he's saying, I want to show you very clearly what real faith looks like. And it is demonstrated. It's not just something that's in there just kind of wrestling around. No, uh, you can tell when there's real faith. And so we've been in this series for, I don't know, two and a half months or so. And uh, we are uh, just now in chapter four, and we're going to be looking specifically uh, at verses six through 10 today. Now we read a few of those verses last week, but we didn't really dive into it a whole lot. But uh, we're going to continue with it here. And last week, as we were looking at uh, uh, this particular passage, You know, I began by uh, serenading everyone uh, with, uh, please come on up and help me. I I began by serenading everyone with the the, uh, Edwin Starr's 1970 hit called War. Now, I know that y'all went home and looked that up. Y'all ready to go? War. Yeah, uh, you know, what is it good for... Mm, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, so I, I, I trashed it last week and I trashed it this week. But, uh, you know, it raises a question. 
you know, and uh, wow. But did uh, <laughs> this past week, you know, we saw even that in a very practical and tangible, tangible way escalate this, uh, this whole reality of war. You know, uh, and it escalated not only, you know, on the grounds uh, of our capital and the halls of our capital, but throughout our country uh, uh, and the streets and the media and the social media. Just, you know, this this war, this antagonism, this hatred, this venom, this division, you know, and, and, and we we felt it in our hearts, this war that was going on. And so what again, what a relevant picture. You know, God's word is so real, so relevant for our everyday living, for what we encounter every day. And uh, so it's here that James has been really talking about uh, these two different lifestyles. He said, you know, there's just this worldly way to live and then there's this godly way to live. And then many people call James, the book of James, you know, the, the, the wisdom book because he talks so much about wisdom, you know, wisdom. And I don't want to be a fool. I want to, I want to live wisely. I don't think I'm the smartest, you know, uh, cracker on the planet, but, you know, I still don't want to be looked at as a fool. What about you? You want to live as a fool? And he said, well, basically, there's two ways to live uh, in this world. You can be a fool or you can truly be wise with godly wisdom. There's worldly wisdom that, that charades around as wise uh, and, and all-knowing uh, and insightful and all that. But then he said, there's, there's God's way. So he says, there's just, you know, these are diametrically opposed to one of There's worldly wisdom there's godly wisdom, there's false wisdom, and there's true wisdom. And, uh, and because of that, and because those two are uh, coexisting in our world, and even in our own lives, uh, he's saying there's some wars going on. That's what we talked about last week, these three ongoing wars that we live in the midst of every single day. Uh, whether or not you acknowledge it, this is what's going on. And, and in those first four verses, that's what he was saying. He says, number one, we're at war with one another. He says, why are you fighting? Why is there this fights? Why are these quarrels? Why are these, these disagreements? Why is so much of this going on? He said, we're at war with one another. You know, why are we at war with one another uh, in, in our homes? Why, you know, we are fighting in our homes. We're fighting in relationships. We're fighting in our business relationships. We're fighting politically. He says, why is this? He's just acknowledging this reality, you know, that uh, there's this fight going on. And he's saying it's because, it's because you've got these two co uh, coexisting. We're fighting in our churches. Because what? He said, well, because you've got these two going, you've got godly wisdom and you've got worldly wisdom. You've got people that are living their lives, you know, who have been influenced and who've absorbed and therefore are being conformed to worldly wisdom. And so their viewpoint, their values, everything they do is based on that. And then there's the godly wisdom uh, that, that comes from God, not a self-righteous wisdom. Godly wisdom is not self-righteous. You know, it is God's righteousness, but it's not self-righteousness. And so he's saying that's happening because uh, we are, uh, we're just, we're living together. You know, it's, it's living together. And uh, I don't care uh, 
what church you find out there. And, you know, there's a lot of people say, I don't go to church, a bunch of hypocrites and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's because we've got people that are in churches that don't have the real thing. They feel like they do, but they don't have the real thing. And then you got those that do have the real thing. And then so they're trying to get along. And so there's, there's this battle that's going on. But none of us, even that have the real thing, have got it all together. We don't. You know, until, until, you know, we've been saved, we're in the process of God sanctifying us and, and conforming us to his godly wisdom and conforming us to the life of Jesus, but we still sin. And, and John says, if you say you don't and, you know, you get all pious on me, then you're a liar. You, you, you don't even know God if you're, if you're in that mindset. Don't go there. And, and he talks about some of that in chapter 3. If you got your Bible, turn with me there. We're going to look back. We've, we did this a few weeks back. But in chapter 3, you can use uh, you know, your virtual Bible, your electronic, or the hard hardcore. But he, here's what he describes in chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. He says, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly or worldly, unspiritual of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. So he, you know, he's just jumping on it right there and just saying this is the result of, of uh, earthly, uh, earthly wisdom. Uh, you know, if, if we've embraced false wisdom or worldly wisdom, if we are influenced by that, uh, we have a problem, but not only do we have a problem, we are a problem. You ever had anybody said, you're a problem? <laughs> you know, if, if we are influenced or if we've embraced that, not only do we have a problem, but we are a problem. And, he's, and James throughout the, this book, this short book, 108 verses, I think, he is saying, okay, this, I want you to see. I want you to see. I want you to get the truth. I want you to hear the truth so that you're not deceived. And uh, he's saying there's a clear revelation through lifestyle when you have the real thing. Uh, and, and so that, that if you're living by worldly wisdom, there's going to be chaos instead of harmony. There's going to be division instead of unity. There's going to be hate instead of love. There's going to be confusion instead of clarity. There's going to be competition instead of cooperation. There's going to be attacking instead of seeking to understand. I don't think we've seen any of those things, you know, good for us this last week, chaos, division, hate, confusion, competition, attacking. And, you know, and it's even too soon to, to say it like that, isn't it? So what's he saying here? He's saying, man, we're at war with each other. I want you to see what's going on. And then he goes, there's not only we're at war with one another, but the reason that we're at war with one another, and he pointed out last week, you know, because we're at war with ourselves. You know, we can try to smooth it over or whatever the case is, but he says, why? He said, don't they come because uh, uh, of your desires, your lust that battle within you? And, and some of these things aren't just mean, dirty, evil stuff. I mean, this is just like a need to be me. 
a need to be okay. You know, I, I need to be accepted. You know, th- these are legitimate needs that we have that are battling. We're trying to figure out how do we get these things settled? How do we get these things met? But if we're living by worldly wisdom, we're going to go to the wrong source. We're going to go to the wrong source. We're, we're going to ultimately come to this like, I, am, I have a right to my view. I, I have a right to choose my death. I have a right to choose my identity. You know, I, I have a right uh, to choose what's even right. And it becomes self-centered, self-absorbed, self-righteous, uh, and it's, it's just bottom line selfish. And so that's the world. I mean, that's the stuff that influences this worldly wisdom. A lot of self. A lot of self. And he says, Don't, isn't all this a result of, uh, of this war that's going on within you? So I don't, I don't know what you've experienced, you know, uh, over the summer and, and the fall and, and, and this, past, this past week with all of this chaos. And, and, and it's, it's just, it's, I don't know, you know, what you've experienced, you know, internally within yourself. But, but God's saying, okay, worldly wisdom says, I'm going to double down or I'm going to do it God's way. And what our passage is going to show us is what the solution is to all of this war. Um, He gets down to the root of it and saying the the reason for this war with one another and really the reason for the war within ourselves is because ultimately we come into this world, unfortunately, at war with God because of the fall. Because of the fall. And, 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 you know, again, as I said last week, none of us would say, well, God is my enemy. You know, it said right there in, in, in verse 4 of chapter 4, it says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And we tried to settle last week that it's just not a really a good place to be to be an enemy of God. That's not a good place to settle. To, to, to be uh, God's enemy. And you go, well, I'm not, I'm not. I've never set out to be that, and me and God are okay, we're at peace. But he points out that the ways that we are God's enemy, that, that God is, you know, is opposed, is when we are friends of the enemies of God. When we're friends with the enemy, you know, number one, the world. The world way of thinking, the world thought, the world value system, uh, the world um, lifestyle is anti-God, anti-Jesus. When we're friends with the flesh, when we just cater to the flesh, a need to be me, a need to be right, self-preservation, all of that kind of stuff, when when we cater to that. Uh, when we're friends of the devil, pride is Satan. We pointed this out last week. Pride is Satan's uh, greatest sin, and he wants us, without fully knowing it, to live pridefully, to live pridefully. See, God, and, and yet God's wisdom says, I want you to depend on my grace. Satan wants us to depend on ourselves or whatever the world has offered to be the solution. God says, my whole economy 
is you depend on my grace. Satan says, no, 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 you've, you've studied a long time. You, 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 you've been there a long time. You've read a lot, and you've done a lot, and you've experienced a lot. You can depend on you. But then we come to verses 6 through 10 that really anchors what it means to, to live by and experience real faith, God's wisdom. So let's read that together. For he says, this is why, verse 6, this is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your, hand, wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded Grieve and mourn and wail. Change your laughter into mourning, your joy into gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. It's here that, that James is getting down to the crux, and he says, you've got two ways to live. You can be live by pride, Protect yourself, save yourself, justify yourself, or you can live by humility, and that is just surrender yourself to God. To God. Humility cures friendship with the world. That means we aggressively, I mean, we enjoy the world. That means we can't, you know, God gave us this beautiful creation. We're going to enjoy it. Woo, beautiful. Want it to snow, love it, enjoy that. You know, we, we enjoy the world that God has given us, but, but not the worldliness that James describes. And, and, and humility cures this friendship with the world. And all of a sudden, instead of aggressively seeking the things of this world and being conformed to this world, we aggressively seek God and His way and His will. Humility not only cures friendship with the world, but it heals relationships. I hadn't got very far whenever me and Felicia got into it, and it was all her, always her fault. Uh, but oh, was that a prideful statement? Okay. Uh, that's a facetious statement. You know, I've never gotten anywhere when, when I bow up or she bows up, and then there's not humility. There's no way to move forward. Humility, humility cures this friendship with the world and the hold that it has on us, and it heals relationships. So it's here that Paul gives us really the solution. It's like, okay, okay, what do I do? What, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I mean, quite honestly, uh, I know I don't have all the answers. I don't want to be an enemy of yours. I, 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 I don't want you to oppose me. And, and some of you are saying, well, he doesn't, he doesn't oppose me because God loves me. He just loves me. Yeah, he loves you. But he's already said right here, he loves us. And matter of fact, the reason that he would oppose us is because he knows how destructive we can be to ourselves and to others. So he says, Here, here's the solution. Here, here's the way of real faith. First thing he says there is, Submit to God. Submit to God. 
And I think certainly in a time that we are living in, this is a great opportunity for us to just come before God and, and, and all of our angst and, and, and maybe confusion, a lot of fear, a lot of concern, and either we can double down or we can come and submit to God. Yeah, but, 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 but. No, it ain't no buts. He says, submit to God. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Grace is all that is available through God. It's all that is available through God. Wisdom, discernment, knowledge, intel, uh, all, that, all that God is. Love, peace, hope, all, all that He is. He opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Now, that's, a, that's a, a, really a military term there that he's saying. Get in proper rank. Sur- surrender yourself to God. And, and that goes right along with all that Jesus says. He says, you know, if you want to save yourself, then lose it. If you're going to be a follower of mine, You need to take up your cross. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. This is is the way of Jesus. This is real faith. And then, then, but here's the good news of this, and I'm going to keep pointing you to that. Look at verse 10. And he will lift you up, and he will give you purpose. He will resurrect you. He will be all that he ever intended for you to be an experience. And what does he want? Jesus came that we may have what? Life and have it how? Abundantly. So, submit yourself to God. That means I come in here and I submit not just my Sunday self. I submit my mind. I submit my understanding. God, this is the way I've always thought. This is the way I've always... No, I submit all that. Lord, I come and I, I surrender all of that to you. I put it under your leadership and your authority, which we have right here. Nothing with hell. I submit my family. I submit my sexuality. I submit um, uh, uh, my relationships. I submit my finances. I submit everything. I submit it to you. The way of pride leads to destruction. The way of humility leads to God lifting us up. I, I, we desperately need God to lift us up. I desperately need God to lift me up. And he says we start by submitting. And pride's going to go, yeah, but. Please, please, I beg of you, embrace wholeheartedly what James is inviting us to do to experience all of God. Now, yes, sometimes, you know, that's a little bit scary, but, but he goes on and, and, and he gives us a couple of other things there. He says, resist the devil. Resist the devil. Now, sometimes we look at that and we go, okay, yeah, I'm going to get up there. And I'm going to just, yeah. I'm, and, and we need to say no. We need to say go. We need to say get out of here. But let me, let me show you how to resist the devil. Just, and this isn't exclusively, but look over in, in Ephesians, if you have your Bibles, in Ephesians chapter 6, 11, and 12. And so this is, this is not me resisting because I have no power to, to resist him. 
apart from Christ. Jesus says, apart from me, ye can do what? Yeah, I even heard that from our Zoom folks. Apart from me, you can do nothing. All right? But he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And he begins to outline how we resist the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth. And, and, he, and he begins to talk about how vital is all the arsenal and the weapons of God and the protection of God. It is, it is an aggressive, it is an active process on our part to suit up in the presence and the power of God through his word. The way we resist the devil is whenever we are aggressive in getting to know God's word. You know, and, 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 you know, again, we can just take it some time and say, how much am I trying to fix what's going on in my life or in my money or in my relationships or in our politics? How much time am I out there reading all that stuff as opposed to, to here? Because, see, God has, he, he's saying, uh, hey, there's a balance. He's saying we're in the world, but don't be of the world. We resist the devil when, whenever we come to, 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 to really do this next thing in, in a major way. And what does he say there? He says, come near to God and he will come near to you. So this isn't just a religious thing. This gets down to the very heart of relationship. Come near to God. Receive his love. So, so many times what we in the Christian world, we get out there and we go, well, I want to live for God. You know, I want to live right. But we're not really living. You know, it's like I'm going to do this for God. But, but as far as just letting God love on me and all that stuff, what, th what this is really saying is receive God's love. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. Um, over the last six months, I've been coming near to Micah. Yeah, uh, and uh, matter of fact, I just, I've traipsed right on into Sarah and Evan's house once they had the audacity to move out of my house. <laughs> and I mean, I come near her, and you know what? Oh my gosh, the more I come near to her, the more she comes near to me. Am I, I if I'm lying, I'm dying. When I, when I show up, I get that, I, I get that big old grin. I mean, that big old smile. There's that familiarity there. So, you know, if y'all move further than what y'all are now, we're going to have issues. And she's coming near to me. And then there's all this little ooh, ah, ah. And then y'all see all the pictures. And then Sarah posts them. And then I post them. And then we post them. I, you know, and I go down to Grady and see Daddy and Debbie. And I start, look at this one. Look at that one. Look at that one. Look at that one. And, and uh, then my sister called Sarah. The other, she did one, one of the last pictures, her uh, mountain marshmallow picture. And she said, she's, Debbie said, I just want you to know that's the prettiest picture I've ever seen of a baby. And if you don't do that, 
get that somewhere, entered something like that, so people can see it. I'm going to report you for neglect. Here, here, this is saying this. I, and, and, and this is what God wants you to see. I, I'm just fascinated with little Micah. But you know what she does? She burps, she poops, she craps, she pees. She does all of that stuff. Cries. Not, not generally around me, but anyway. Anyway. Um, And, 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 and she's uninhibited in receiving my love. And I'm undistracted in giving it. And we get in there and we're a bunch of just, just hard head, stubborn punks. And we do some stupid stuff and we sin and, and we stink it up. And, and then we go, yeah, God. God don't want to be around me. He, and he's going, are you kidding me? Are you, are, you, are you really kidding me? I know your flesh. That's the reason I sent my son. I know you're prone to wander and to sin. But I delight in you. I delight in you. Not in your flesh, not in your pride, not in your stuff, but in the very essence. I, I love you. I delight in you. And I think God is calling and begging us afresh and you come near to me. Please come near to me. No, not come near to church entity, not come near to religion. Just come to this relationship. Let me wrap you up in my love. Receive my love. And as you've received it, you are changed. See, here's what happens. When I'm loved like that, I, 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 don't have to, I, I don't have to defend myself. I don't feel this incessant need to justify myself. I don't have the need to prove you wrong and to judge you and to show the error of your ways because I am lavished in the love of God. And then I can live with godly wisdom that when you are opposed to me, all of a sudden there's a lot. I, 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 love, I, I love you. I, I love, and, and, you're, and you're setting yourself up my enemy. So now I'm going to figure out a way to seek understanding rather than condemnation and attack. When, when I'm lavished in love and I'm, I'm coming near to God constantly, I'm going to be a peacemaker, not a troublemaker. When, I, when I'm in the presence of Almighty God, I, I, I see how absolutely huge, and I can't, even, I can't even see the vastness of God. Like, this is ugly, but you're bigger than ugly. It, it changes the whole trajectory and perspective. And he says that here's a process, though. 
here's the process. This whole thing of, of submitting to God, surrendering to God, this whole thing of, you know, okay, you got to get to know him. You resist, you resist the devil by suiting up, but that means I'm getting the love of God and the weapons of God and the, the lifestyle of God and godly wisdom, and I'm coming near to God and I'm letting him love on me. And then look what he said. Then he gets then he gets dirty again. He says, wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded, grieve, mourn, and well. He said, I want you to see sin as it really is. Instead of belittling the fact that, you know, well, I, uh, I didn't really mean, uh, uh, and, and we minimize the consequences of our words and our sins and our actions and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because we're still living a proud life. We're justifying ourselves, self-preservation, all that stuff. He said, no, just give it up. You know, there have been many occasions that living on the farm, I have gotten slap dog nasty. I mean, just grease from tractors and all that kind of stuff, stuff from animals we're not going to go into and all that stuff. And it's like, soon as I could, what I knew I wanted to do was go wash up. Because I, I said, I'm in agreement. This is nasty. This is nasty. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to wash my body. I'm going to get cleaned up. What he's saying is here, I want you to acknowledge that what's been kind of covering your thoughts, what's been covering your attitudes, what's been covering your heart, I want you to see it as it, I see it, and that's nasty, and it's stinky. Do you agree? And if you do, then what you're going to do is clean up. Instead of going, well, that ain't dirty. That don't stink. Or, I can live with it. Why can't you live with it? Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up. Wow. It's, here, here's a whole process of, of, of living in agreement with God and, and this involves repenting, just saying, Lord, I don't know. I got spiritual COVID. I lost my sense of smell. And I've been just stanky, stanky, and I've been living and going around and hugging on people. How have they <laughs> endured it? It must have been love. It had to be love. But all of a sudden, God is awake and He says, I want you to see how this has completely destroyed relationships, has destroyed your soul, and, and, and it will continue like a cancer like a COVID and spread across our communities and our nation and our world. Um, real faith. Here he going. Real faith. Many times are born. <laughs> it's, many times it's born in rough times. It's forged in rough times. What an opportunity that we have as a nation. What is a great opportunity we have as a church family to let God lavish us because it's a God thing. It's given because of His grace, not something we earn, but to acknowledge Him right now and just say, oh God, You are King, You are sovereign, and I'm going to come, and even though it's 
it, it, it feels a little scary and painful. I'm, I, I know that I, do, I don't want to be, you, I, I, I now know that, that, that all this, it's, you've been opposing me for my good because you do love me. I want freedom. I want salvation. It may be that you're here today and you've been religious for a long time, but God's saying, I'm offering you this relationship. I'm offering you real faith today. Please surrender. Please surrender and invite me in and let me lead you in a journey of becoming more like me, Jesus. Real faith has a greater capacity to love God. I mean, just real faith is just, it's a daily, and let's love in God, love in God. Real faith has a greater capacity to love people. Even people we don't like, even our enemies. Real, real faith has a greater capacity to turn our meetings, for our meetings to result into riots of love and good deeds. That's what real faith does. Riots of love and good deeds. It was only a few. And you know, some of us are going, uh, uh, you know, what's going on? No, no, no. God's calling me and you in such a time as this. You're here at this time in history for God's purpose. One, the Amplified says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. He will give you purpose. And he has a purpose for me and you today. And you're going, little old me, I'm going, I'm 63, I'm old. I'm not as old as a lot of you are. Y'all old as dirt, you know, but you're going, oh, you know, I ain't got that much time left. You know, I ain't got that way. And you're going, what? no, 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 that's the devil coming in and he's lying to you. And, and, and Jesus is saying, no, 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 I want, you to, I want you to know my truths. The faith, the size of a mustard seed. You believe me, you believe me, then you just go ahead and plant this. You go ahead and respond to what I'm calling you to do today and that thing's going to sprout up and it's going to give shade to countless thousands. It, 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 may, it may take a little time, but it starts today. It starts today. Humble yourselves before the Lord. And he will lift you up. What great, great news. Let's pray. Jesus, we come before you today um, some of us with heavy hearts, some of us with self-righteous hearts, some of us with pious hearts, some of us with <laughs> humble hearts. But I pray for every one of us today, everyone on our Zoom family, everyone on Facebook. I pray that in this right there, this moment, that we would, we would be doers of your word, that we would submit ourselves, we would surrender ourselves to you right now, just saying, okay, God, I'm glad, I'm mad, I'm confused, whatever, whatever condition, and, and our, we're prone to try to make ourselves okay. But Lord, I'm going to surrender myself to you today. I'm surrendering right now. All, everything. My long-held beliefs, my viewpoints, my opinions, my family, my riches, 
I surrender and submit myself to you, all that I have, all that I am. I humble myself before you. Heal me. Heal, heal the war that's going on in me. Extract the venom that comes out in passive-aggressive ways. Extract it right now, Jesus, and replace it with your love. Love me. Let me experience your love today. Help me to go from knowing about your love to experiencing it. Let the next time that I look in your face be with a great big grin rather than that of shame because I'm too proud to humble myself. Eradicate the thoughts that I've got too much to lose if I do that. Lord, I have everything to gain. Blessed Jesus, be glorified through my response to you today. And here are our options. Number one, if you through your spirit has revealed to us that we've been religious, but we've never surrendered our life and, and to you and received you as our personal Lord and Savior, that today that we would do that, we would acknowledge that our sin has been an offense to you and has been a definite hindrance to me experiencing life. And I don't want to go through life or eternity apart from you. Jesus, you've revealed that to me. I receive you today. I, I just turn completely to you. And I ask you to come in and be my Lord and Savior. Two, for those of us who have real faith, but we've just slid off. We've just, we've, all the, the, our lives and the business and the world and the stuff that's going on, we've been so much more influenced by that and we've absorbed some of that and therefore we've exhibited, we've exhibited and we contributed to chaos and division and hate and confusion and competition and, and judgment. God, our, our, our lightheartedness has turned to mourning. And Lord, we, we, as Paul says, not only are we sorry for our sin, but we're sorry to the point of repentance. We turn from self-reliance, self-preservation, self-righteousness, self-centeredness to, to you, our Savior. Be glorified today through our humble response to you. And through our humility, Lord, we pray your cure of friendship with the world, that you would, through our humility, you would do a great work in bringing healing to our relationships with one another and our, our, our nation. You are the source and the sustenance of all healing. And we... And we look to you for it. Praise you that stay. We honor and we worship you through the commitment of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.